What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, aka Smooth as Butter, aka Babyface Ron, aka Old Spice. And today we're going to talk about my top five players skyrocketing up my rookie rankings. And they're not moving up there because, you know, I'm kind of, you know, just becoming bigger fans of certain players. But because every two weeks, I got to update my prospect grades where they take into account, you know, draft capital and athletic measurements. And these are all very fluid right now where we're, you know, in early April. So I'm using projected draft capital from, you know, a website called Grind the Mocks, where they take, you know, thousands of mock drafts done by like analysts and experts and they compile like ADPs for each player. So one week a player might be, you know, second round pick, you know, 35. Another, he might be first round pick 15. And that causes huge swings in the rankings. So I wanted to kind of come out here and communicate the swings that I'm seeing on the back end to you guys. Then we have other things coming in, like, you know, some athletic measurements from pro days and some post combine updates to film grades. So a lot of things in the air right now. So kind of just want to communicate to you guys what I'm seeing on the back end. So we're going to get into that in a second. Before we do, if you enjoy this video at any point in time, make sure you go down below, leave a like. The YouTube algorithm is doing your boy dirty right now. We took a little bit of a break. We're not like consistently in there yet. So any likes, any, you know, engagement in the comments goes a long, long way for the channel. Also, make sure you subscribe. And as always, let's go. Thirsty, thirsty, try to choose. I mean, I know I'm pretty cool. My Alright, so this first one, I almost debated making a, an entire video just for Kenneth Walker. And I'm really excited to talk about him. I, at first in this draft process, I wasn't a massive fan of him. You know, he is 211 pounds. He's undersized. He doesn't catch passes, but he just got the biggest upgrade of this entire bunch by far. And it completely came out of left field the other day, Graham Barfield. And we'll get into why Graham Barfield is so important in a second, but he tweeted this out. He said, Kenneth Walker is the epitome of a yards created standout. Walker's yards created per carry 5.86 is 91st percentile and puts him among some amazing prospects like Zeke, Fournette, and Kamara. I think he was a fluid pass catcher on limited reps as well. He's RB1 overhaul. I personally would consider Graham Barfield kind of like a an RB guru. He has or he has a metric called yards created, and it's easily one of the most predictive metrics out there. It's defined yards created per attempt as the amount of yards a running back gains on their own after they reach the second level past the offensive lines blocking. It's pretty much, you know, on the very basic level, how much yards are you creating independent of, you know, your outside variables. And it's easily one of the most predictive running back stats that I have in my model. It is really, really solid. It, it has, you know, it, it kind of called Joe Mixon. It, it kind of called, uh, I'm trying to think of the other guys, but like Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. I know Alvin Kamara was really high in there. So it, it's really good at kind of finding these guys that are just really good running backs in the NFL. The only bad thing about Graham Barfield's yards created is that it takes so long for him to chart. He has to sit down and watch every single carry and chart every single you know rush in terms of how many yards are they creating, which takes a really long time. So he doesn't end up releasing yards created stats for these running backs until a week or two after the NFL draft. So we're kind of left in the dark until then. That's why it's so huge that he pretty much gave the public you know a look at Kenneth Walker's yards created a, a number we didn't think we we're going to have for you know another six weeks so that's really huge for Kenneth Walker especially considering how good a 5.86 is it is seventh among the 65 running backs in my database in terms of yards created data it's it's wild he is you know the prince who was promised in terms of the film grinder saying he is the best pure rusher in this class 
he is that guy and the model has a yards created threshold that's i think like somewhere in the 5.5 range and if a running back hits that threshold then they get a multiplier on their final grade and kenneth walker hits that threshold and this is him among the other round two backs that also hit that yards created threshold right now he's he's projected on grade the mocks to go round two pick 56 the only other round two running backs that hit that yards created threshold joe mixon javante williams dalvin cook it's a really strong list and after you know shoving that into the model his prospect grade goes from a 6.86 as a silver which hit top 12 seasons at a 25 percent rate to a gold which hit top 12 seasons at a 50 percent rate the problem is is that his rs grade goes to 7.99 after the multiplier for all the Kenneth Walker stands out there, the very tough part is that elite for running backs is eight. He is literally the highest gold running back in my database. So it becomes kind of a predicament where he is 0.01 off from being elite, which brings him from a 50% hit rate bucket to a 80% hit rate bucket. So it's a little bit tough. I think for now, I'll be treating him as kind of like a fringe elite. I won't treat him as like a, you know, a, a Brees Hall, but he is to me in a tier of, you know, a tier by himself as that RB2. I like him in that 106 to 107 range. I will say if he gets first round draft capital, he will be elite very easily. Uh, probably even, you know, high end elite in like a, the same tier as Brees Hall. If he goes, you know, especially if he goes ahead of Brees Hall and Brees Hall stays in the second round. So he still has a pathway to elite, but for now, very, very high end gold. He gets a huge upgrade from silver to gold. So really, really strong data point for Kenneth Walker. If any of you guys out there are Kenneth Walker guys, you can hang your hat on his yards created in terms of having concrete data that he is a very very good rusher outside of you know any subjective film next up we have garrett wilson who got a really juicy draft capital boost in the most recent you know uh grind the mocks update he went from 15th overall pick to the 10th overall pick which is big because my model gives wide receivers drafted inside of the top 10 a nice boost right guys that get drafted top 10 you know like we had waddle and devonta smith last year in theory these guys you know one, they look really, really good on tape for a team to want to invest that draft capital in them. And then secondly, any wide receiver taken in the top 10 are going to get, you know, every opportunity to succeed. None of these, you know, GMs and stuff want to, you know, none of them want to look bad because they drafted a wide receiver early and like he didn't pan out. I, everybody wants to Jamar Chase. So if you draft somebody in the top 10, you know, that leads to more opportunities, more draft capital invested. It's pretty straightforward. So he goes from a gold with an 8.14 grade, which is a really strong gold, by the way which hit top 24 seasons 45% of the time to an 8.83 elite grade, which puts him in the 85% hit rate bucket in terms of top 24 season. That's really good. That's a very massive jump in terms of hit rate from 45% to 85% just off of, you know, being drafted in the top 10. And when it comes to Garrett Wilson, you know, with that extra bump up, I really like what he looks like on paper. You know, he is this smooth operator, you know, his analytics are solid, but I think his biggest... I think his biggest, you know, feather in his cap is that the film community loves him. You know, that's why I have him as my wide receiver two right now. Lane Zierlein, who is the, uh, who's NFL.com's leading draft analyst, has him tied for wide receiver one in this class. He's projected to go top 10, which means he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board in the NFL. So we have, you know, two, you know, film-based people that have him pretty much as the best wide receiver in this class. And I think Wilson looks a lot like one of those, you know, smooth separators like a Calvin Ridley or like a CeeDee Lamb, you know, kind of in that Stephon Diggs type mold where they're a little bit, you know, frailer, but they're, you know, very clean. They have good routes, you know, uh, some yak ability. And if he doesn't, you know, go top 10, I think that he probably falls into, in terms of gold wide receivers that have that build, you know, he falls into the Jerry Judy, Will Fuller, you know, Sidney Rice type bucket. But those long wiry guys that have, you know, 
top end speed and are still solid you know guys you know like will fuller who has had you know his fair share of you know really good fantasy seasons same with Sidney rice so solid but he does get you know if he gets top 10 draft capital like he did in this update he gets moved up to you know that elite you know pretty much can't miss type tier if he does fall outside the top 10 which it seems like it's probably more likely he falls outside of the top 10 than doesn't right now being projected at 10 um if that happens i'll probably move him to wide receiver three and i'll bump drake london to wide receiver two because they'll be in the same tier at that point and that's just because i think that if you know garrett wilson and london have similar you know hit rates in terms of top 24 seasons i do think that drake london has a little bit of a higher ceiling he has some mike evans to his game where he could just be you know a dominant x wide receiver with that you know really high upside whereas garrett wilson could you know garrett wilson if he doesn't go top 10 could just be you know kind of a perennial top 24 you know tyler lockett uh will fuller type guy the next biggest riser on this list is james cook and i would say the biggest thing for a guy like james cook or any of these running backs at the end of you know you know those fringe you know round three round four guys like rashad white zamir white james cook like we said you know tyler algier the best thing they can hope for is day two draft capital and i was actually really surprised when i you know made the the running back model that i didn't find there was a huge difference between round two and round three draft capital right round two running backs average 9.39 points per game in their first three seasons whereas round three running backs average 9.11 so we're talking you know 0.39 to 0.11 isn't a really big drop off it's that drop off from round three to round four right so day two to round to day three is a killer for these running backs they go from 9.11 points per game to 5.58 so that's a massive drop off almost almost cutting your expected points per game in your first three years in half and with this new update james cook gets bumped from round four pick 106 all the way to round three pick 80 so that bumped him from bronze tier which hit top 12 seasons at a seven percent rate to silver which hit top 12 seasons at a 25 percent rate and i'll be honest with you guys i'm not super in love with his profile you know this is a you know a flat running back class where kind of after that top three to four you know you can kind of have whoever you want i will just say that i think that dalvin cook's a better bet than a lot of those other fringe guys just because if he gets day two draft capital that's really all you need like round three james cook versus you know like round four tyler algier or you know a round four i'm trying to think of other you know fringe guys like round four brian robinson i take james cook there i just think that james cook is a a really good bet to get round three draft capital where his profile doesn't look that great but i think that teams are going to like that one he's dalvin cook's brother which is like kind of weird but again i think that that you know just having that like pedigree or whatever is going to move him into the third round same thing with like being from a big school like georgia so i think a lot of nfl teams will talk themselves into drafting james cook a little bit higher than he should go but just because of how important draft capital is and how you know after the top three running backs nothing else really stands out a ton i think james cook you know is pretty easily in that rb six to seven range for me if he goes in that round three spot now again i'm not in love with his profile but i think that he does have you know some bright spots where you know he played at the sec he put up a solid 8.71 RAS grade. He ran a 4.42. He's also an early declare. He's like decent in the passing game. My my only biggest concern for him is that he's 5'11", 199. So he is undersized, which means I don't know. I don't think his ceiling is anything crazy. He's probably, you know, he does feel like a Devin Singletary, like a Zach Moss, you know, just kind of like a committee back, which is, which is fine, you know, for RB6, RB7 in this class, who's likely, you know, a running back you can draft in like the early third of a rookie draft. But I'm just saying, keep an eye on him. If he stays in silver, he'll be a guy that I'll be pushing up into that RB6, RB7 range. All right, our last riser on this list is George Pickens. And, 
he went from an 8.41 unofficial relative athletic score. Remember, relative athletic score takes into account, you know, a prospect's size, speed, agility, explosion, gives like a, a grade out of 10 for them, you know, just based on their athleticism in terms of wide receivers, you know, what percentile. And he went from an 8.41 unofficial right after the combine, like a day or two after, to a 9.34, which, you know, brings him from, you know, kind of like a B plus, A minus tier of, you know, RAS to, you know, an A plus. 9.34 is really, really good. Now, I will say athleticism isn't enough of an input in the model, but it, it shouldn't be because you don't want to you don't you don't want to move up guys like, you know, Brashad Perriman and Kevin White, but it's enough so that he gets a little bit of boost within the gold tier and it solidifies in my mind, at least, you know, his high upside where he is this, you know, X type wide receiver, at least, uh, you know, at least perimeter wide receiver. And if you, you, you now give him early declare and you give him, you know, uber athleticism, that has a lot of upside, you know, wrapped in it. Same with, you know, being an early, uh, an early breakout type guy, where as a freshman, he was really good. He has, I think, one of the, the widest range of outcomes where he could be Terrace Marshall, or he could be, you know, like an AJ Brown, you know, early declarer guy, pretty good athleticism, goes second round, gets a little bit slept on, and, you know, performs in the NFL. Now, those were really all the only guys that got, you know, significant bumps up. So I want to talk about a guy who got a significant downgrade in the model, and that's David Bell. Now, I know we talked earlier that round two to round three in terms of running backs isn't a big drop off at all. For wide receivers, it is. And David Bell went from second round 57th overall to third round 73rd overall, which is a pretty good ding on his profile. He went from, you know, an alpha gold type profile, which hit, you know, at a 45% rate in terms of top 24 seasons to silver, which hit top 24 seasons at a 25% rate. So a pretty good downgrade. And David Bell, you know, he has a really good uh, profile on paper. And I know a lot of analytics guys, you know, my fellow nerds are going to be out there really liking David Bell. Just he has some real red flags where I think that we kind of need to see and be like, man, like maybe we need to take a second look here and just kind of take a step back and breathe for a second on David Bell because, you know, again, his numbers are fine. It's the film that's a really big red flag. And it's not the film like I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't see, you know, how this guy, I I don't see how this guy is a good wide receiver at the next level. I don't have those skills, but. I lean on draft capital and I lean on Lance Zierlein. Right now, the NFL Industrial Complex, according to Grind the Mox, has him at wide receiver 10 in projected draft capital. And Lance Zierlein, when he did his uh, his prospect grades, he has him now at wide receiver 14. So a guy, you know, I think a lot of analytics guys want to pump into their top five or top six uh, in terms of their wide receivers. It's just tough for me to look past scouts not even seeing him as a top 10 wide receiver in this class so it's just tough to ignore that for me i think for me i'll still be a little bit higher than that i'll probably have him in that wide receiver you know eight to nine range of round three draft capital holds if he does sneak into round two um then he's likely you know a top six guy for me so it does just come down to whether he goes round two or if he falls a little bit if he does fall it's gonna be tough right we just need if the nfl takes him in round two then at that point you can say you know nfl has him you know as like wide receiver seven eight nine which is a lot prettier than going round three so i think it's just something to keep an eye on if if he does fall in the NFL draft, it does seem like a little bit of a Tyler Johnson scenario where I wouldn't just, you know, lean on your on your uh, on his analytics and just ignore like just say, you know, the NFL got that one wrong. Now that's going to do it for us today, fellas. As always, if you enjoyed this video, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. We got some bangers coming up here. I think what this is this video is coming out Sunday. Actually, I don't even know what video is going to come out uh, tomorrow, probably like a stream or something, but we're going to be trying to upload daily videos for the month of april because it's the nfl draft month so stay along for the ride subscribe leave a like and as always i will see you in the next one
knows I got the joke Channel, chat, I'm zone Foolies, glad I'm on Even my haters kinda glad I'm on Rest in peace to my bag up on Rapper, song, singer Suspended, subpoena From misdemeanors, dreamer Hell back asses, low 